The content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any medical condition, replace the advice of a healthcare professional, or provide any medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Copyright 2020, Fireteam Whiskey, LLC, all rights reserved. Welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast, a podcast for military members, veterans, and first responders focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, and biohacking. Our mission with this podcast is to introduce America's heroes to lifestyle habits and hacks that will help them live healthier, happier lives, and in turn, be fit enough to continue their support of their communities and country. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, former Army Captain Stephanie Lincoln and founder and CEO of Fireteam Whiskey Military Fitness. Go to fireteamwhiskey.com to check us out. And also you can check out the Warrior Wellness web page with all the past episodes of the Warrior Wellness Podcast in YouTube video form and also the links to all of your favorite podcast platforms to check us out wherever you listen to your podcast and make sure to follow or subscribe to us wherever you go to, to listen to us and leave us a review. We'd love that. Um, go ahead and screenshot that review and send it to info at fireteamwhiskey.com. And we would love to send you a thank you gift for taking the time to do that. We just want to see your honest feedback about what we're doing and how we can do it better. So today we are speaking with Tom Slatterly, who is a command sergeant major retired. He served in the army for 25 years. 20 of those years were spent in the military's most secretive and elite special operations unit. It's called the Delta Force. So if you've never heard of them, they are the elite of the elite, basically. As an operator and a command sergeant major, Tom fought in and led countless high-profile military missions, including Operation Red Dawn, which was the Saddam Hussein's capture, if you remember that, if you're old enough, I remember that, and the Battle of Mogadishu, the Black Hawk Down. So if you've seen that, um, Sergeant Major Tom Slatterly was involved in that as well, which was the longest sustained firefight since Vietnam. That was an 18-hour firefight that ended with Tom and several of his teammates running the Mogadishu mile to safety. So if you've seen that movie, it's crazy. So imagine living that, Tom lived through that. So although physical, mental, and emotional toll of war had compounded over the years, Tom never faced his post-traumatic stress symptoms. And in 2013, he nearly ended his life. So this is gonna be a powerful interview, guys. This guy has seen it and done it all, been a part of the most elite um, unit in the military and um, got to the point where um, he was uh, suffering so badly that he wanted to end his life. Had it not been for, for a text from his now wife, Jen, he would have joined the 22 veterans who commit suicide every single day. So we're gonna talk about his healing journey, how he made every mistake along the way and through experience, research and speaking to thousands of service members and veterans, he and his wife, Jen, created the All Secure Foundation they put together a unique team with the ability to raise awareness to the issues military veterans and their family members struggle with on a daily basis. Tom and his team at All Secure Foundation help reconnect families who have struggled through the tough times of military life and transition. I hope you enjoy this awesome interview with Tom and Jen from the All Secure Foundation. So thank you, Tom and Jen, for joining us on the Warrior Wellness Podcast. And I am so honored that you guys took the time um, to come on to our little podcast. 
And um, I saw you guys on LinkedIn. Um, I saw the books that you've written. I, I didn't have time to read them because you guys scheduled so quickly, but those are have been ordered on Amazon. I'm a paper book kind of person. So um, I'm waiting for those to get here. So I am so excited to read both of your books and I'm excited to talk about your experiences and um, what you guys are doing for the All, All Secure Foundation, which definitely talks to our audience of the Warrior Wellness Podcast, not just for um, military veterans, but also for first responders as well, because they experience, um, you know, just as much trauma, if not um, on a daily basis, as our military members out there who are still fighting the good fight. So, um, Tom, I, I'm going to start with you, and I'm kind of going to flip flop between you both, and of course, you know, chime in um, whenever if you feel like you can add to something on these questions. But, um, Tom, let's just start with um, 2013. I already talked about your background. You're from the uh, elite Delta Force. So um, those of you listening who don't know um, who that is, you need to look it up. If you've seen Black Hawk Down, you know partly of what Tom went through because he lived that. Um, so it, can you kind of summarize what you were struggling with in 2013? What was going on in your life and, and what led to that, that key moment? Yeah, I'd say I was struggling with identity. Um, I was struggling with fitting in and feeling like I was contributing to something. Um, you know, it's like the day after the Super Bowl. I think every day of your life, you know, you win the Super Bowl and the world's great and there's parade and then the next day you wake up and it's another day and, and nobody cares and nobody knows. And it's and it's almost that letdown every day that I was letting it be that letdown, that weight of my life will never be as great as it was, you know. And, and now I preach about, you know, living in the rearview mirror versus the windshield and looking back and reliving that high school touchdown pass you through, you know, your last greatest thing. That means you've died on the vine. So I was struggling with with my next mission and I didn't have one. I was just making money. I was having a good time and partying and I was certainly making bad decisions. And I just got to a point where, you know, I was divorcing. My son didn't know me. Um, we're still struggling with that. You know, my fault, I was gone. I chose the life I chose. And I was hanging around those friends that, that didn't know me. I mean, they're close friends, been friends for years, but they're also living in that soup. So they didn't notice a difference. And I had met someone, known them for about a month and a half. And on the day that I decided I was going to kill myself, it was from, what was it, a, a less than a mile, a couple of block drive from where we were working to the parking garage. That's the day I decided I was going to shoot myself um, because I was a burden. I wasn't doing anything worthwhile. I was doing an entertainment industry thing, um, teaching civilians how to be commandos and work together to shoot civilians. And to me, that was a slap in my face. Um, what I had done, the reality of what I had done, and now it's a joke to me. I mean, it was money and, it, and it's, it's fun to do, right? And it's, and it's great, but I don't think I was in the right headspace then. So, you know, struggling with um, identity and feeling worth, like I had worth. And I'd struggled with that my whole life anyway, of not being good enough. But I always worked hard to put my nose down and got, you know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do better. I'll do more. And, you know, and I'll run farther. I'll shoot more. I'll lift more and I'll be better. And I just, when that's gone and there's nothing to work on anymore, I thought, man, I'm just in the way. And so this one person who knew me for such a short time was outside my circle. And that's what we talk about to people now is that your buddies might not be able to help you. They're at the bar drinking with you, man. They're chasing girls with you, too. They're doing all the bad decisions. Who's there to help? 
you know, here's the sideline person that noticed that day that I was different, you know, and, and just when we, when I realized how easy it was to stop me and to save me, basically, okay, not easy to save me, but how easy it was to get me on the path in the right direction. That's when I started realizing that, you know, there's my next mission, right? There's what I can do. That's, that's even greater than the mission I had before. And so, yeah, it was one of those uh, self-worth things and lack of tribe. You were retired about eight, you were retired a couple of years, but you went, he went from retirement straight to Jordan. So yeah. he, um, you know, and it was with all his unit friends and SF friends and doing contracting work. So really your true retirement where you were settling into civilian life. It was about it was 2013. About, yeah. yeah. So I think it was about eight months you were home. Yeah. You know, it was from December to that August. Because so. 10 days after retirement in 2010, I was living in Amman, Jordan, teaching the Jordanian Army how to be Special Force qualified with my friends. And so I'm, I'm a retired. It's no wonder I'm divorced, right? Here I finally retire and I go live in Amman, Jordan four months at a time, come home for two weeks and go back for four and a half months, come home for two weeks spoil my son when I'm home. Let's go to Paradise Island. Let's, you know, but that's all I can do. It wasn't all I could do. That's what I told myself that was all I could do. Right. That's, that's what we tell ourselves that, you know, um, I love my wife and my family the most out of everything, but why are you never home? Well, I have to provide for them. I have to do my job, you know, so my actions didn't match my words. And, and, uh, for those who, who don't know yet, um, Jen, what was what was your intervention? Because Tom definitely is very open about kind of attributing to you of saving his life that day. What what did you do? Why did you do it? It was so simple, and I think people um, expect these kind of grandiose or big sort of things. And really, interventions are typically very very simple. And so. I had noticed Tom was pretty charismatic. Um, he could be very introverted. He could be very shy, quiet, um, quiet professional, definitely. So in the work environment, I saw one side of Tom, but then, you know, the bar brother, you know, hoop it up kind of guy was, was very different. And that day there was opportunity for both. So at work, um, he wasn't as engaged as he typically is. And I noticed usually he's leading, he's got everything going. And he just didn't seem present towards the end of the day. So that's when I started noticing something's different with this guy, you know. Um, we had just become friends, really. And basically, he was sitting in the car. And because his pattern was different, we always all got out of the car together. You know, uh, there was four of us in the car all working together. We always got out. We always unloaded loaded our gear. We always went into the hotel together. And he's like, hey, I'm going to take a phone call. And I'm, you know, I'll meet you guys in. And right then I was like, I've never seen him do that. Like, you know, we're going to the hotel. He could go to his room and make a phone call. You know, just something didn't seem right. That story didn't add up to me. And then he was always really responsive. And so I just texted him real quick, like, a, hey, I'm going to go down to the bar early. Do you want to meet me early? And I didn't get anything back. And I'm like, well, he's usually responsive. Hey, I left something in the car. Can I come back and get it? Didn't respond again. And that's when I, it wasn't like, oh, I think he's killing himself. I was like, something's not right here, you know? And so I was persistent and annoying, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept texting and texting. 
to the point where he's like, I'm on my way. And he never told me, you know, that he was contemplating putting the pistol on the side of his head or in his mouth. And that's what was going through his head at that time. And we've had many discussions like, what were you, were you thinking about PJ? No, his ex-wife. You know, were you thinking about Thomas? Not really, no. You know, were you thinking about war? And I think a lot of people think that our veterans are thinking about overseas when this happens. And, and most of the people I've talked to over the last three years who have either had suicide attempts or have come close to it, most nine times out of 10, it's not like I was thinking about Iraq. It was, I've lost my tribe. I've lost my purpose. I've lost my service. I've lost my community. Um, I was, I was, so. I was wondering what the rental car company was going to do. Right? Like, what? Who's who's getting screwed over? And this is going to make a mess. He and, is a little OCD. And, and I was thinking, do I put it in my mouth or my head? I, I, you know, I was thinking about the mechanics of it. I'd already decided, and I felt bad for the car people. And that's what I remember. And my phone kept going off, and I thought, Jesus. And I picked up, and I saw you're late. And I and I'm I don't like that, right? I don't want to be late to anything. And I was guess I was going to be late to my own death. And I was like, well, I got to go. And I cleared my weapon and I and I went down there. And you know, I, I've seen pictures of that day later, and I looked miserable. I thought I was happy and putting on a funny face and, and covering it up, but I, I looked miserable. I was probably out of shape and ready from drinking. You can see the misery in me back then. Uh, it was, it was, it was, it's kind of amazing. I think I was at a speak engagement. I was going through photos and I stopped and stared at it and I was like, wow, it just threw me out. And I go, I've never noticed how I looked then and how I look and feel now. I could see my heartbreak and my pain. Mm, for sure. Yeah. Wow. So can you, and if you don't mind me asking, did you, before that moment, um, before, you know, you made your decision, you, you were going to kill yourself. Did you um, seek help or, or, you know, even contemplate, hey, I have, an, I have an issue here, maybe I should talk to somebody? Or was it just the spiral and you just, it just never occurred to you that you should maybe talk to somebody about it? It's a perpetual cover-up. You know, I call it a living cover-up. As I, as I think about it now, all my friends are doing it. The, the lies, the stories, the crap they tell you. you can, I can hear it now. I've heard it so many times. And then I hear them come out of their shells and break down and cry. Sometimes people call and I answer and they just cry for 10 minutes. I'm like, keep going, man. And when you decide to share the pain you're in, it's so, oh man, I get emotional now. It's so overwhelmingly comfortable that everything comes out. And when I hear that happen to the hardest pipe hitters I've ever known on this planet to do the most evil things to people that need it for those who won't do it and can't do it, and then to try to live the rest of your life, you have to understand that you've got to work on that, right? And, and it's that cover-up that we live of, I'm not going to get help because then someone's going to think something. I don't want to run down the whole list of, I'm weak, I'm blah, 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 I'll get my clearance taken, I'll lose them. No one ever told us that. Nobody. They'd be fired if they told us that because they're supposed to take care of us. But that's a story we told everyone else. I don't want to lose my clearance. My boys will think I'm weak or, you know, it's a mental game in your head of, of it's a weakness. But nobody makes fun of you when you get injured uh, with your leg and you hit the gym and work on that leg or those arms or that chest and it gets stronger over time because you're working on it. Or nobody started out a wonderful shooter. You had to work on it every day and it's tedious and and, and oh, by the way, CQB and, and combat skills and, and your, your trait, your job that you do, you have to work on it to be good. And then we don't work on those other things. We don't work on our mental health, which would make us even better of a warrior, better of a human being. And 
it's just the perpetual cover-up of, eh, I'm not going to go see anybody. I mean, I, I, I refused it after we, you know, got together and started dating and we're going to get married. And I almost ruined, I mean, I did ruin our wedding day. And thank God she's still with me. And then I decided I better go get some help. We, <laughs> yeah. we wait, right? The yeah. military teaches us PMCS. Keep it running. Don't let it break. It takes longer. The whole thing. And then we don't have the skills and the tools to deal with what's wrong with us. Yeah, we do. Work on your relationship before it sucks, right? Work on your fitness before it gets bad. Work on your, you know, muscle pumping before they get small. Work on your mental health before something goes wrong. And then it stays healthy. And then you don't have to climb out of such a deep hole. But like like children, they never listen. We have to learn those lessons of touching that hot plate, and then oh, it's hot, and then and, and then finally, I'll go get some help. You know, it's just ridiculous. But anything we can do to make people feel okay, throw our dirty laundry out on the dance floor or something to get them to do the same and get help, you know, we do. Yeah. Because that's that's just reality. Yeah. So what what helped you? I mean, when you finally decided, it wasn't at that moment, it wasn't that day that you decided to kill yourself. It still took you a while and a process to get to the point where you where you started to heal. So what did help you heal? I mean, I, I'm not I'm not assuming that you're a hundred percent healed. I'm all better. <laughs> you're all better. We're Check done. That okay. box. <laughs> it's so Next. in my past. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. You know, I'm still healing. And I'll tell you the number one, if you read my book, you'll know that the hero of that book is, is my wife. It's it's not me. It's it's the book's not about how cool I am or what I did. It's literally how I screwed up and then how I got out of it. And and what got me out of it was a persistent battle buddy, a persistent teammate, somebody that that kept up on me, you know, right here. So, <laughs> you know, I started out with anger management. We didn't know what we were doing. Anger management. Okay. I'm certainly angry and I certainly have outbursts. And, you know, I get those phone calls 10 times a day. It's like talking to myself. And, I, and now I laugh about it. It's, it's, it's almost a joke of keep going with the symptoms, man. If, if you forgot them, I'll, I'll lay them out for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get mad at the family. You, you, you blow up and then you feel guilty. You know, fight a little bit and then you have that shame. Yeah. And then you get worse and then, and then you get out of it and then it starts over. Yeah. And that well, first therapist was that he saw for anger management. He was great. Who was that? Um, he um, he was Eric Clapton's. <laughs> um, so he ran Eric Clapton's uh, substance abuse facilities. Um, and one was in Savannah. So Tom was actually court ordered um, from a DUI. Yeah, don't drink and drive, kids. And uh, literally, when I talked to him the day after he spent a night in jail, I was so worried. We lived in separate states. Um, and so I'd never, distance. ever I almost... been arrested or in jail. And pull... I went no, to go pick up a not. friend at a bar after drinking at my apartment to do him a favor. <laughs> to Taxi keep him, right? Time. I'm going to help somebody out. This is the life of a warrior. We'll go help everybody out and screw ourselves up. He's we won't really take drunk. care of ourselves. I got to go get him. I'm like, taxis? You know, run a stop <laughs> sign that used to be a yield sign and blah, blah, blah. There you are. And I'm in cuffs. I'm like, oh my God, what has happened to my life? And and my friend's standing there screaming, he's a war hero. And I'm like embarrassed. <laughs> and the cop's like, yep, throw me in the back. I go it's to the Fort pokey. I, I, you know, I, Everybody's a war I'm hero. I'm standing there and I walk out. At, I don't know what time in the morning. I'm like, now what? I got to get a cab home. You know, So I get a cab to my car, sleep in it, and then go home. It's just like got to wrap all these things up. And it was, it was scary, though, because when I talked to him the day after that phone call, which he was court ordered to see this substance abuse, um, who actually specialize in anger management as well. And 
I almost got on an airplane because I was so terrified he would try, you know, and I think that's one of the things for the spouses too. Once you know that your significant other has attempted a suicide, it's where your mind goes first every single time, of course. So here he's calling me. He's like, I've never been so ashamed and embarrassed. Like I am mortified that I've gotten here. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got to get on a plane, you know? And he assured me about 3000 times. He, he wasn't in that space. He was okay. We had friends there. I called all of them. I think somebody was at his apartment by two o'clock, you know? So, um, but that therapist was totally life-changing for me as, as a partner, because he's the one who said, you don't have anger management issues. You're not an alcoholic. You're a problem drinker who has PTSD. And that's when... First we've ever heard of it. The first thing, everything started to click and connect. And when I started to Google PTSD and read about it, I I have goosebumps now because I'm like, oh my gosh, there there it is. That's that's what he, you know, I'll use air quotes now. That's what he has. <laughs> like, he has this. Um, and, and it gave and it a name. people to this day, people we talk to, spouses. Yeah. I didn't realize, is that what he has? Is that what my husband has? I just thought he was a jerk. You know, I just thought that's what he does. Sure, but why do we have to live that way all the time? Why do we have to live like I'm the jerk and she's dealing with it and then we, we get by, right? Why, why do we just get by when it could be an amazing relationship? After, it takes work like it takes work like after that that was the checklist the wellness checklist after i researched that and i saw meditation holistic supplements i, I did it all healings working out i mean i just was like okay this week we're starting this you know and i mean we i did tms them. for two and a half three months mm -hmm. Trans five days a week stimulation. get my brain shocked i had no idea i went and did it we videoed it sent it out to people who have gone and gotten it and it worked you know acupuncture <laughs> meditation those things i'm like really you know go talk to a therapist i'm like i know and then we hired the one we found it she's amazing she saves people every day and she continues to work with us and save us it's it's funny the story we tell ourselves when we could go get help. You know, I want to shoot a weapon. I'll go get, I'll go learn from the best guy in the world. We brought those people in. You know, I want to do this, the drive. I'll go to do the best driving schools in the world and I'll have the drivers come in and teach us. Why not a therapist come in and help us be sharp, help us with our relationships, you know, show us the way. So we just started um, trying things out and became a resource library to help others who are looking for different modalities in different ways. And then kind of the guinea pig, and, you, yes, and, you were. and resource library thing turned into let's just do this all the time you know and i will tell you i love working with military people because once you guys get on a mission it's like i mean every time i'm, I'm always so impressed by when somebody does pick up the phone they have you know that hey i actually do need help i realize i don't want to live this way anymore and a plan is laid out in front of them it's like Yes, ma'am. And go. And, yeah. you know, I would get calls back 10 days later, a month later. Hey, I've, you know, lost this much weight. I'm sleeping, you know, more than two hours at a time. Um, you know, my joint pains lessened and this, this and this. And, you know, my wife and I are in therapy. And I'm like, I love you guys and gals. <laughs> like, really, when you get mission focused. Um, and that's what we talk about our foundation too. We don't call it therapy or we don't use words that might make a warrior or a warrior couple feel uncomfortable. It's retraining. It's education. It's um, tactics, you know. You got to break muscle memory of dominate, anger, aggression, gets on top of it and then sort it out later. Kids don't like that. Your spouse <laughs> doesn't like that, right? It's and you're fun. certainly not going to die if you don't 
act that way. So right. it's just breaking that that cycle. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That that shoot first, ask questions later mindset doesn't work in real life. <laughs> people don't like it. I've found out often that people don't yeah. appreciate my uh, my personality at times when I'm when I get to work and I get serious. And people are like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "What? I'm working. I'm not." But I'm I'm sorry, you know. I'm yeah. just focused, and that's what this is the focused face, you know. I'm sorry. I I'm two different people. When it's like switch on, I'm like mm, I'm on exactly. it. Exactly. I'm like, hey, you, you know. And she's like, I'm your wife. You do this, and we get it done. I'm like, there's another way, you know. I can enjoy the journey now, and and I've learned to do that. I'm not your private. I've said it to him a thousand times. <laughs> don't talk to me like yeah. I'm not it. a terrorist or a private, so don't talk to me like either, please. <laughs> So I'm guessing, you know, this journey of you know, finally finding things that work for you, f finding things that worked to reduce your symptoms, to improve your life, your your relationships. Um, you know, I'm guessing that was definitely the inspiration behind um, the All Secure Foundation. So can you um, guys talk about what the All Secure Foundation is and what you um, what you offer? Yeah, absolutely. You're right. That was the you know Tom being the guinea pig and being a great one at that and was seeing results. At that time, we were doing special operation training. So yeah. I would go on these mm. missions as combat camera. And so people would start to ask, like, what's Tom doing? I mean, Why, she embedded know? with us for years on those RMTs stateside just before they deployed. So 30 days, 10 days at a time, you know, she's living that contractor or deployed dream in, a, in Charleston or Miami oh, or somewhere. Oh, it was a dream. Yeah, living, you know, sleeping three hours a night and eating out of uh, gas stations and stuff. And she's like, I'm going to eat now. But she got to see what a lot of people don't get to see. A lot of spouses don't get to see. So embedded and so one of the boys that, you know, one night one guy's telling her about his wife and how he needs help with his family and his relationship, you know. And she's like, oh, sure. And she's helping him out. The next day we're all at a bar together. And he's like, hey, you see that hot chick at the bar? And she goes, you mean that one? Yeah, yeah. She's pretty cute. But would your wife like that? And they're like... <laughs> Oh, you're one of the boys. I forgot that you're also, you know, <laughs> whoa. And so she was really embedded and, and, and learned a lot. And what pushed us into the foundation was losing lives and guys that weren't coming back. You know, oh, they got on the last deployment, they were killed. She, and she wasn't built for it. Nobody's built for it, but she wasn't, you know, she hadn't had experience with it. And she's like, we need to get out of this business and get them when they're done. Get them while they're in, get the new ones, get them to hear about it, know about it, be prepared for it. But when they're done, we need to catch them, you know. So that was what started everything. Yeah, and so we started as a resource library, um, trying to help other spouses and warriors find help, um, whatever path that is for them. And, and it's different for everyone. And people try to look at Tom's path and follow it exactly. But every single human is built differently and everyone has different needs. So what we try to do is educate that there's so many different options for healing with PTSD. I mean, so many, it really runs the gamut. So we wanted just people to have the information so that they could go, okay, well, TMS does look good for me, or I'll try acupuncture and yoga, or um, yeah, hey, you know what, therapy, actually my wife's been asking me for five years, they've got this all secure therapist. Um, so we do offer therapy through our program. Um, and really that intention is to get you talking, get the story out and let a professional come in and say, hey, I think a next best step for you might be this. Let's talk about that together. Um, we run retreat workshops. So those are four day seminars. Um, they're not PowerPoint. Uh, mm -hmm. We're out in nature. We're hiking, shooting, 
doing all kinds of cool stuff, but we have that therapist, Stacy, with us, and she's teaching these couples tools. How are you going to um, live post-deployment? How are you going to say goodbye when you leave for deployments? How are you going to um, transition as yeah. a couple and as a family? So, how do you fight? Yeah. Everyone's like, how do we fight? <laughs> not, not. You if. better have a plan. When you fight. <laughs> And you fight, and you both hit those nuclear buttons to set each other off. You know, you look like your mother. You act like your sister. You know, whatever makes you explode. I go, what are your rules? Do you have rules? Do you have a plan? I'm like, what? what? Never thought about having rules for fighting. Rules of engagement. To keep it fair. We have rules to go <laughs> yes. to war and kill each other, but we don't, we don't think to work on our relationships, which is 85, 90, 90% of our phone calls help me with my relationship because I suck as a human to human contact relationships and, and they need help. And it's not that they need so much help. It takes a lot of our time. They need, they need the awareness brought right. to them and the tools and then they practice in time and get it right. Yeah. Cause it could take years really in, in patience. So we do um, also PTS resiliency. So we go to bases around the country, anywhere from a half day, uh, we're going down to Canada for three full days. So um, what we do we're doing is for brag next for, week for yeah, we leave three Wednesday. Days. So, we'll go in and, and talk to the young guys and gals and say, hey, these are some things that you can look for down the road. Because we we know if you catch PTS early um, and if there's some issues during or post-deployment and you deal with them then, or for law enforcement, there's a shooting or some sort of incident, if you deal with it then, your chances for healing are um, much, much quicker. The, the, the healing time's much shorter. So we always tell people, hey, you know, if you deal with it as this is coming off, as you're experiencing these symptoms that we've just talked about, you're going to heal so much faster. You're going to get back in the game so much faster. So these are some things to look forward um, forward to. And the uh, more they hear it, you know, yeah. the deal, hey, it's okay. Therapy's okay. The, the commander's up at oh, Swift yeah. is saying, therapy's okay. Self-assess. You know, don't come to me after a DUI and say I have PTSD. It's too late. Self-assess. Nobody's in trouble. The therapists are here. Just maintain, work on it, keep going. You know, you're not going to be pulled to the side. So they're starting to open up. They're starting to talk about it more. And if you break that stigma, you know, maybe somebody yeah. will go get help and then continue on and won't be so bad in the end. Yeah. And the fact that you, you know, that you were a sergeant major as well, you know, that's that kind of leading from the front, you know, that that's so important. And um, I, I used to do, I, I was an embedded counselor with, with military units and we had a suicide Um uh, it's actually, uh, contrastly, it was actually a guy who was hanging out with his other military buddies in a bar. They went to leave. He went out to the car and he pulled out a pistol and shot himself in the head. Mm. So, um, the, I was at the unit at 7am for, for first formation. And, um, once they, you know, said what they needed to say, and they, I was, you know, there to speak with people, um, the, the, the sergeant major of the unit and the um, the company commander both came to me and said, I want to be first. I want to sh show everyone else that this is okay. So I'm going to yeah. be the first one to come in and see the therapist, you know, so awesome. everybody else here knows that it's all right to do this. That's that you're not going right to be there. judged. I'm going to walk in first. I'm going to lead from the front. I'm going to show you guys this is this is the way to deal with these kind of things. So that's, you know, that's, that's also, you know, kind of you are leading from the front, not only from what you went through, you know, showing that there is hope, but also as a, as a military leader that 
that yeah. these things, you know, the smashing that stigma and saying that it's okay. And that's the leadership that you need because we've <laughs> right. seen that and we've seen the other. You're not a special it. operator unless you've been divorced three times, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't have two girlfriends. And, and she's like, hey, you're, <clears throat> the, you're the commander of this SEAL team, man. You need to chill out with that because you can't authorize crazy. You know you're going to get crazy mm -hmm. by a couple. But if you authorize crazy, you're going to get it from all of them. It, you know, instead of hearing that, they need to hear this side of it. Hey, let's go and, get help. Let's so do the legal, moral, ethical thing. Yeah. Like so many good examples. I was like, oh, wait, so Gary Gordon wasn't a commando. You know, the guy who loved his wife and children more than anything in the world who gave his life in Mogadishu. So he wasn't a real operator because he didn't go through a bunch of women. Oh, wait, I don't think this really adds up. Yeah. You know, like. That's not a That's good a comparison. convenient story we tell ourselves to feel good about the bad we've already done. I right. mean, honestly. Yeah. We, if we yeah. come clean with it, we know what we're doing when we're doing wrong, and we choose to do it anyway. And then we're, exactly. oh, we're sorry we got caught. Here's an excuse why. Own up to it. Get on with it. Get past it. And, and you know, make right. it right. So let's talk about your books. Um, you both are authors, so I definitely wanted to touch on that, too. Um, so let's start with Tom. Your book is called All Secure Special Operation operation soldiers fight to survive on the battlefield and the home front it and is of a course, mouthful yeah <laughs> and of course all the links to to your foundation and your books are, are going to be in the show notes for the podcast so um, people definitely looking for that uh, click on those links but tom can you kind of uh give us a little kind of summary of of who out there needs to read your book the easy answer is everybody um, you know, the book is written uh, from my perspective, so obviously it's a military slash veteran read or spouse read because it, it tells you the story of, of, spouses are it, of yeah. the struggles that, that, that soldiers go through and the separation. And it's not just combat soldiers, you know. It's any soldier that, that is separated and deployed and trains and goes away. That's just not a normal life. And then it's also for the salesman who's gone four days a week or five days, yeah. you know, from home. And then they come home on weekends and they got to go to to make a living. And the CEOs of organizations that work till eight o'clock every night and they come home and their kids are already in bed. Those people that have um, high stress, high stress <laughs> jobs that that cause your focus over here to lose focus over here. And this focus over here might be family and relationship. And you need you need that path back because if you don't recognize it you're going to lose it. You know, if you don't flirt with your spouse, you're going to lose them because somebody's going to say something nice to him one day. And so everything's work. And, and my book is, you know, there's combat stories in there and some things that no one's heard before, unless you read the book. Um, since, I love how he always goes over there. He's like, yeah, there's some Delta force selection, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, there's, right. I don't divulge secrets. Um, it was approved by the unit. So it's, it's not like, you know, but, but there's stuff in there that you haven't read anywhere else. And so that gets people, to the book that's the brownies part you know and then we hide the peas in there and i'm taking i'm stealing this from her we hide the peas and the brownies of it's delicious but there's some healthy stuff in here too about here's how you get past it and here's what it's going to do to you and i don't care how cool you are it's going to hurt and it's going to suck and your relationships are going to falter unless you work on them so start now i mean i've talked to people that fought in the battle of the bulge after speaking engagements uh, and we sat and cried and his grandkids cried and they never knew he suffered and he said, I'm going to go get help tomorrow. He goes, I can't believe I lived my entire life. And we tell everyone, the minute you go get help is the minute you'll start to stop suffering from what's bothering you. So the longer you wait and put it off and hide it and cover it up, you know, that's what's in the book. My 
my falling down repeatedly and screwing up and finally getting my shit together. So hopefully people can read the book and then skip these four chapters <laughs> in their life and go straight to this one and then smooth on out in the end, you know? Yeah. And this was name. her beating me about the head and shoulders to write a book coming from the unit. I was like, not ever going to happen, ever. <laughs> going to write a book ever. And she, and when she broke it down, it's a book not about commando secrets. Who cares? Everybody writes that. It's a book about a guy that's gone through it that was a leader that can tell people, look, man, as cool as we look, we're screwed up on the inside too. This is not my Facebook post where life is happy and oh, everything's perfect. This is the behind the scenes where it's normal life, where you screw up your own life, you, 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 you blow off everything important and you take care of other people. Yeah. You know, so... Wait, I thought I finally, that was in your special operator's contract that you had to write a book. <laughs> if you're in the naval department. No, see. <laughs> you kind of do have some. I, yeah, I was alluding to that. Here, <laughs> some, I'm trying so, to relive it. Oh, but... you, weren't, you weren't a Navy SEAL. Never mind. That's or a right. PJ. <laughs> no, that's one of my friends from the unit said that. I heard you writing a book. I'm like, yeah. What are you, a Navy SEAL now? And I go, well, do you even know what it's about? And he's no. And I told him, he goes, oh, well, it's cool. And I'm like, is it cool? Is it really cool now? <laughs> And I know I catch you, shit still from people who haven't read it from the unit. I'm sure there's people that hate me for it because that's what I hated people for it back in the day, right? You idiot. I would say We're like, a secret. We need to get... Yeah. I didn't tell anybody anybody's secrets. So. I would say law enforcement. I mean, law seriously, we yeah. have it, more people have bought his book First responders. for first responders. Yeah. We it, helped them too with our foundation. We just sent um, a whole box out to a, a law enforcement conference or something. So, yeah, there's a lot of... And we actually speak to the St. Louis Police Department and do PTS resiliency with them as well. So, right. Yeah. 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 Anybody with a crappy job that wants <laughs> help. Any job that you want to either kill Pick someone the or they want to kill you. Yes. <laughs> or you have a family member that does that. Good. Um, good summary. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, and my and, book's the other side of it. Right. And Jen, so let's talk about your book. So it's called Arsenal of Hope Tactics for Taking on PTSD Together. So I love that title. Um, so who should read your book? So I really wrote my book because I felt like Tom's book kind of started the story of his healing. Um, and really, at the end of the day, we kind of wanted something a little more self-helpy. Um, we knew his book really wasn't the place to go into that. So we we often thought about him writing a second book. Um, but yeah, did you just see that sigh over there? Oh. And, um, really, I I had done a lot of work at the time, um, and his publisher said, I really think you've got a book in you, you know, your experiences in special operations and the work you did. Um, and I said, well, I, I was never active duty, and I'm not really comfortable writing from that perspective. Um, I was a contractor, and I never want to give the impression that I was anything more than that. So... I said, what I'd really like to write a book is basically a self-help guide to tackling PTS. Um, so it it really is for the warrior. Um, it's for the warrior spouse. Um, I had a couple pre-reads that I sent out, and one of them was to a, an Army Ranger mom. And she's a phenomenal person. I, some of the strongest women I've ever met in my life are either military wives, military women, or military moms. I mean... It's and same with law enforcement. I, I really have had my whole world opened up since I came to, to this side of the fence. But um, I wanted people to, for one, I, I just hundreds of spouse calls, the same that he was getting on the other side of. I don't understand why he's so angry. I don't understand, you know, why he 
has lost that light in his eye. I don't understand why he won't talk or play with my kids. Um, you know, just this whole list that we were hearing the same questions asked to Tom that I was hearing from the spouse side. So I'm like, I'll put it down. And so again, put all my dirty laundry out there, put all of our dirty laundry out there and um, share kind of the what's the problem and then what's the solution? What did we do to kind of conquer um, drinking? What did we do to conquer anger? What did we do to conquer the isolation or paranoid or anxiety? Or how did we tackle wellness and started, you know, eating better and using supplements to feed our brains? Um, I had PTSD from childhood abuse and, and sexual trauma. So even helping Tom through his process helped me through mine tremendously. The other day he's like, do you still have PTSD? Do you think? I'm like, no, I don't. You know, I, I really don't have any of the symptoms anymore for it. I've done my work. And so, so many of these spouses have secondary PTS. Um, I want to offer them the opportunity for them to take healing into their own hands as well. So, yeah, and that's such a, that's such a good point that you just made. And I just want to reemphasize what you just said is that the, the spouse and the children can be just, you know, just as traumatized as well. So, um, it is a, it's, it is a family system issue that does need to be worked out so it's not just send the guy off to therapy and get him fixed and do right. some stuff to his brain or put some put yeah. him on drugs and and then he'll be a-okay done check that box you know it's that's a, why we I talk laugh. about that right it's a system we tell issue. everybody all the time that, that that's why we do families that's why we focus on the couples you know everybody sends a veteran hunting or to disney and or or, or if you could build somebody a house those are great things but the problem is still there. You know, the hunting trip's over. The spouse is like, what about me? You know, for those 20, 30 years, I was all I was on the other side, making sure your life on this side was okay, you know? Keeping this down. This is this is not an easy life either. I didn't sign up to have people shoot at me, but I didn't sign up to grow up and live my life alone with kids either. Um, so it's tough. And we wanted to address both sides. And and, and I would tell the military people. If, who, who would say, well, that's a chick's book or that's a spouse book. You know, the same guy sitting there reading a folder full of information on the enemy so he can study the enemy and learn how to t handle it better won't study a book that helps him with his relationship or, or understand his spouse more. I'm like, you guys talk yourselves into sounding stupid because you don't think about what you're saying. Just pause. Give it the same effort you give your job that you love so much, right? Put in the effort that you no. say, you know, you want to put into it to make it work. Everything's a job. I Everything's gave it, work. I, I gave it to a few pipe hitters to read before, and um, all of them came back and said, I was cutting onions when I was reading your book, but because I don't cry. I'm like, I know. Did you read chapter six, by the way? I talk about that. But, you know, I think um, I, I was hoping for that as well, is that it, it you know, if you're not even in a relationship, I know it says tackling it together, but um, hopefully I'm offering solutions for just the warriors well, you know, so they, and, and honestly, one of the guys that came back to me said that was a really hard read. Like that was mm -hmm. a mirror read for me. Yeah, like a lot I... of people find themselves <laughs> looking in the mirror as they read these things. Um, but those emotions that come out, that that feeling of I'm here. I finally got here. I finally awareness. I'm in I'm in admittance and awareness now. Yes. I'm the problem. I'm the common denominator in four marriages. Okay. So <laughs> it's time to start looking in that direction, you know. Yeah. I love it. 
Wow. Such wonderful things, wonderful work you guys are doing. And um, I am so honored that you took the time to speak with us and um, shared about the All Secure Foundation and both of your books. So the links to both will be um, in the show notes for the podcast. Are there any last thoughts or words you'd like to get out before we close out? Well, thank you for having us. This was great. And we really appreciate it. And I would like to say that so much of what we hear is um, this feeling of deep aloneness. And I know the holidays can be a really tough time for that as well. So I just want people to know, for one, nobody in this entire world is truly alone. No one's alone. And so if you're feeling that, that's normal, it's okay. But there's always someone to reach out to. And if you don't have someone to reach out to, you have Tom and I. So please um, email us or reach out through online. All of the emails come through me directly. So I keep everything confidential. Nothing's ever shared. So if you need help, we're here. Well, I want to I want to echo that, please. I mean, we're here for you. It's free. We've removed all the excuses. I would say just take that that embarrassment out of it. It's not embarrassing. I've done ten times worse things than I've heard on the phone so far. I mean, there's a couple of you know that are right there in line with it. But hey, we don't judge. We understand it. We get it. We just want this side of it. We want this side of it for everybody, the happy side of it. And it and, and you can have it. You got to do the work, right? We don't, it, we don't do the work. And I will say also, our website does say special operations. That is kind of our primary, um, I don't know. I don't know. Primary we, people who we help are. You uh, only have so COVID much money money. and only so many people to <laughs> help so many. So we when don't that grows. Turn anyone away. Yeah, we've never turned away any veteran, any first anyone. responder, any so, anybody. I don't even know who calls us. We, yes. we help them out. Whoever you, know? you are, reach out. <laughs> Human Thank beings. You so help much. Yes. If you are if you are human, then you could be yes. helped, right? There is there is help. Well, thank you so much, Tom and Jen, for joining us on the Warrior Wellness Podcast, and um, and check er, check their resources out, All Secure Foundation, and both of their books in the show notes. Hey guys, thanks so much again for joining us for another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to us wherever you are listening to this podcast and leave us a review. Send us a screenshot of your review and your mailing address to info at fireteamwhiskey.com. And a reminder of our show sponsors, Fireteam Whiskey Online Health and Fitness. Fireteam Whiskey has an awesome state-of-the-art app, hundreds of fitness videos featuring their first responder and military fitness trainers, And we can work with you one-on-one to do fitness and health and nutrition coaching to get you healthy and well in 2021 or whatever year you're listening to this. All we want to do is get you healthy and on the long-term path to health and fitness. And Zaya Activewear. Zaya Activewear is the official activewear brand of Fireteam Whiskey and Fireteam Whiskey members. And what we love about it is that it not only is it super high quality and they have awesome styles and tons of camo which of course we all love but it's crazy cheaper than going to the mall or one of those big brand um, sites because they have no retail stores so you get the savings so check out fireteamwhiskey.com store and click on the Zaya Activewear brand link and all the other brand links that we love. We have our favorite fitness uh, wear, fitness equipment brands, and lots of other stuff that will 
help keep you and get you healthy and well. So we will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast.